Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, it is 8.18. Time for Counterpart. Counterpoint. Tonight, Kevin Gaudet, principal of Bright Boy Strategy and formerly with the Canadian Taxpayer Federation. Oh, my God, my mouth is done. Tax- the name of the show again? <laughs> Taxpayer Federation with us. And Andy Stinton, president of News Minute Network Incorporated, and he is the small business guy. But I'm quite large in real life. I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm not like a midget or anything like that. Big in stature, big in personality. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk a little bit about the segment we just uh, wrapped up with Catherine Swift, the cost of that five-week college strike. Hey, look, it's very big. But more, I think, it, it is telling Smokey Thomas getting himself in a bit of trouble calling uh, the students collateral damage. And I think that is, and I'll start with you, Kevin, it, it seems that that's what unions kind of live by. It's just like, oh, well, people paid the price, but we, we got what we wanted. Well, at least many, many members of the union leadership, not, yeah. not the members uh, exactly, and 27,500 students, 10%. It's a huge number of people and their families who suffered through that. And there's a lot of things that have, ne- have never been discussed in this, uh, this conversation, like what's wrong with our college and, and university systems from a cost model perspective, where you've got now uh, two tiers of teachers, where you've got salaried, tenured professors making 150000 bucks a year, and then you've got on the other end the, the number of people for whom they went on strike, the contract laborers who get paid by the course. Uh, and nobody seemed to raise the issue of the cost model. It's just... Uh, Union leadership begging for more cash, and that's where the conversation ends, and students get, students get screwed in the meantime. Yeah, look, I don't want to pick on Smokey. I like him. He's a decent guy. And I don't want to pick on the front lines uh, of these unions. They work hard, sure. Yeah. But the reality is, Andy, you know, we got a problem here. They're running the province. Yeah, we, we've got a problem. I mean, we've got a problem that neither of the governments, liberal or conservative, over the years, have made teachers an essential service. We wouldn't be in... This situation, if it wasn't for the ineptitude of both political parties in the provinces over the years, by not defining teachers, professors, colleges sure. as an essential service. This one sits quite squarely on the face of the politicians. So who says what? Who misquotes Smokey the Bear, whatever his name is? Uh, is his name Smokey <laughs> the Bear? Smokey How the heck did Smokey the Bear get involved in this? <laughs> the people I feel sorry for are the students who are getting shafted. And, and I spoke to a few kids that I, I, I know that are in college, and they said even getting this money, going through the whole process, sure. many of them just gave up. What are we doing? We're supposed to be growing, uh, encouraging a growing economy, and students are the, the, the basis of this. But here's the thing. They, yeah, you know, we have labor peace now, for now, but it, it is so cyclical. It'll come up again in three years. It'll come up again in four years. It'll come up again in six years. And again, the students will pay. The parents will pay. It might not be college students. It'll be elementary kids or it'll be high school kids, but it never ends. No. Look at uh, parents, kids, uh, uh, students in this instance are, are hostages to the system and Political parties, none of them actually are, are addressing really 
the fundamental problems of the delivery of, of the service. We're, we're, we've got a model that worked in the 1800s where people come to school, they sit in a room, they sit at desks, and we haven't properly taken advantage of, advantage of new media opportunities to deliver the service, reduce costs, and all we keep doing is going back to the table where labor sits down and they demand a large amount of cash, and if they don't get the large bag of cash, then they, they go on strike and students and their families suffer and add water, rinse, and repeat. Interestingly, one of the stories that kind of didn't really come out during the PC convention, which uh, you were attending in, um, is I that yeah, the, the hospitality oh, excuse suites, me. the hospitality suites, I mean, the Ontario Teachers Federation, which is the big umbrella of all the big unions, for the first time in, I think, in about 20 years, rented one of the biggest hospitality suites, which means they were open to talking to delegates. And obviously, Patrick Brown, behind the scenes, has been reaching out, and they're open to the conversation. And let me say, they did not fund their suite with great food and booze, just to be clear. Some, <laughs> What's got, the fun got, of that? They've got some work to okay. do on the lobbying side. This is, this is really inside baseball. But, but, but hold on. The, what I'm saying is, what that tells me is that Patrick Brown is making inroads, and they are willing to listen, which they haven't been willing to do for about 20 years. No, it's, it's really, really simple. You know, this is really inside baseball, political stuff, conservative, liberal stuff. I'm a guy trying to run a small business in a very, very anti-small business economy. Yes, Thank you, conservatives. Thank you, liberals. I'm angry, okay? I'm very angry. And what I'd like to see is a political party, you know, a little like Maggie Thatcher did in the good old days, say, here's the line, don't step across it. The rest is just words that, oh, well, he's got a, he's got a hospitality suite. What's Patrick Brown going to do to stop this thing with the students? But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Clearly, they are willing to talk and look at another alternative, which means maybe they aren't going to automatically throw their power and their vote behind Kathleen Wynne. And that, to me could be a change uh, for future, but we'll wait and see. Let's turn the page because I want to focus on Ottawa, and I've got to set this piece up a little bit because it's kind of new to the to the uh, everyday person. Uh, the federal liberals have nominated a new ethics commissioner, and the opposition is rightfully outraged. Of course, Mary Dawson finishes her term on January 8th. She has been investigating a lot, a number of liberal ethics issues, but now this new ethic appointee, Mario Deong, whose work with the Public Service Integrity Commissioner was criticized twice as gross management by the Auditor General. He's got the job. And the opposition said, we didn't have a say. Now, legislatively, they are required, the Liberals are required to include the opposition in this kind of appointment. But now we hear this guy won't even commit to investigating all the issues facing the Liberal government. And maybe that's why the Liberals hired. This is Nathan Cullen of the NDP. Here was his response in question period today. Member for Skeena, Bulkley Valley. So let's try to sum up the liberal ethical violations just this year. The Prime Minister breaks the law by taking a private helicopter to a billionaire's island. But Speaker, who hasn't? The Finance Minister secretly holds on to millions of dollars in shares in a numbered company. But I say, let ye cast the first stone. Now the Liberal <laughs> House Leader, whose job it's been to defend the ethical violations of the Finance Minister and the Prime Minister, was put in charge of hiring a new ethics commissioner. Irony is dead over there. So my question to the Prime Minister is exactly how many ethical violations and investigations is it going to take before Liberals realize that the rules apply to them too? Look, look, we're two days away from Christmas break, but the but Nathan Cullen is right. The optics on this are awful, Kevin. This is a terrible appointment. Not only did they handle the process horribly, it's a parliamentary officer with an important responsibility to manage the ethics of parliament. It's a role that must command the respect of all political parties, and therefore, 
they should be considered and consulted when the appointment was made, and they weren't. So from a process perspective, the government has really dug themselves a hole because this ethics commissioner is coming in with no respect off the top. And then from a content perspective, as you pointed out, this individual, Mario Dion, has been cited twice by the Auditor General for gross mismanagement, and and he's a retired bureaucrat, and we've got this lazy, terrible insider who's now supposed to be guarding the chicken coop, and, and, and it's it's not going to end well. Well, the, the optics are, are what this is about. And, and if you, as someone coming into a new job, can't say, look, I, I'm going to be nonpartisan, I'm going to look at all these ethics issues, I will make a determination, but I will not have, you know, any interference from the outside. He can't even say that. It's just, anyway, this is this is exactly. I read this article. Everyone's ethically challenged today. Uh, no, what is no, wrong with it? It's not, it's not ethically <laughs> challenged. I mean, we're talking about ethics and politicians. That's that's. Just, I know it's an oxymoron. It's a total oxymoron. I'm like I'm just a small business guy. I'm. I looked at this article because I get sent the link beforehand, and my eyes glazed <laughs> over. I would rather listen to Donald Trump tell me how wonderful he is than listen to this crap. You know, ethics, this is the sort of thing that turns people off politicians. A. So we, what, are we supposed to not do anything? So, like, it's well, okay to just okay, turn the page? Let's just look at the investigation, because that's humorous. I, I also like that clip, because now we've got a politician doing comedy in Parliament. So maybe that's a better route for it. It was funny, though. It was. Well, okay. Although you know, Nathan, Nathan Cullen is a pretty funny. the entertainment industry. You can do the politics. <laughs> let's, let's agree on that. Um, what are we investigating here? The use of... Of a private helicopter? No, 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 no. We're also looking into the finance minister sharing, you know, selling shares, etc. There's there's so many ethics complaints that are being investigated. And the problem is the old ethics commissioner wraps up in January and this guy's not even saying he's going to look into these. He can't make that commitment. Did you expect any more? Seriously? Well, did you? Naively, I hope. But you're not naive. Did you expect anything different? I think that's a very sad place that we are now going to have to end on. Yes. Because we have to go to break. <laughs> but that that to me is a sad state of affairs. Well, if we cannot hold it anybody to account today because they deserve it. All right. We will take a quick break because it's 828 and I'm getting dirty eyes from the, the guys on the board. Uh, when we come back, uh, the government now is going to decide what's good for our kids and what we parents can feed them and show them. I'm Alex Pearson. You're listening to Counterpoint On Point here on Global News Radio. Now, back to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, it is 8.32. Alex Pearson here. Counterpoint continuing. We've got Kevin Gaudet and Andy Stinton. You got the name right that time. Did I? Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't stumble because I didn't have protein bar in my mouth. Um, a private member's bill introduced by a Tory senator has been adopted and will be adopted by the Liberals, and it is seeking to ban food and drink marketing, which is aimed at kids. Okay. So this is a, a, a bill that Nancy Green Reigns uh, put together. It's part of the Child Health Protection, which is also called the food, in, uh, you know, bubble wrapping our kids. Uh, the food industry is fighting back. They argue... Um, it's not really up to them to define what healthy food is. And I happen to believe as a parent, I believe that they are correct. Because every time the government, Kevin, steps in to tell us what to eat and what we can show and market to our kids, they screw it up. They they banned pop in, in Toronto high schools and they told kids to go drink juice, which is loaded with even more sugar. So why can't they just let parents be the ones to, you know, allow their kids to watch the commercials they want, buy the happy meal they get? Like, I don't... Yeah, this is this is the snowflakery uh, run amok. 
So the snowflakery, uh, what's that? Well, this is the, these crazy snowflakes who want everybody to feel good and they want positive it's like nanny outcomes. Nanny state-ish, is it not? And nobody wants to make a tough decision. Exactly, it's totally nanny state. And they've they already tried this in Quebec. Really, what they want to do is ban obesity. They want everybody. <laughs> they want true. everybody to be lean and healthy. Uh, and they just want to wave their magic wand, and somehow they think that they can do it. And they've tried it in Quebec with this type of a this type of a, a ban already. And it's an absolutely nothing. Right, but when I go to a restaurant with my child... You'll say no. Well, I will say no, and I think most parents will say, okay, I'll buy you, you know, the Happy Meal, and you can get, you know, you can get the yogurt and all the rest of it. But the bottom line is, Andy, there is a lot of unhealthy food that gets packaged as being healthy that the government would probably not even flinch at. You can't regulate this stuff. I, I, you know, I, well, I actually have some. I, I believe that there's too much healthy food these days. I actually go out. But look, half of it's probably not healthy. No, I go out looking for unhealthy food. There was this great thing called Bambi bread. What? You, oh, it, okay. Do you remember it? Well, I mean, I'm severely dating myself. But do you remember? Was it around it? when Fresca and Tahiti Treat was around? And you had Bambi burger buns, and they were those squishy <laughs> ones, okay? And and were they served at the strip joint, like Bambi burger buns? What, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Hooters product, uh, no. I don't think. But, but the thing I liked about them, they were squishy, and they were probably full of chemicals, and oh, they yeah. probably sucked chemicals out of your body, and they sucked <laughs> nutrients out of your body, but they tasted good. Yeah. And I can't find them now. And I, I think the issue with this... probably whole, calcified somewhere. No, they probably are surviving a nuclear war. Yeah. I, I think the whole idea of advertising, cutting off advertising to kids about anything is kind of stupid because we live in a Facebook world. How does an Ontario or a, a, a Canadian government or an American government control that advertising? Because if they can't get to them in the store, if they can't get them down to a billboard... They're going to get them to mon- onto them on Facebook, and how do you control that? Sure, absolutely, I, I agree. And and you know, here's the thing: junk food tastes better. Make, That's not true. M- make tofu taste as good. I love good. tofu. Oh, okay, are you serious? Really? No, I'm totally serious. Okay, but I'm also a very first. healthy person. But I also am very you careful. Like, uh, you like dead cow too, though, right? I don't actually eat beef. Not I because I don't do. like it. I just don't. Okay, I haven't in like 25 do t- years. Do you eat beef? I eat just about everything in moderation, for sure. Thank right, you. but okay, you guys, Sugar, this beer, is going off the rails. Should, should I tell you what? Tofu is evil. It it's, can be in, in, a, in, in too much, if you eat too it much of it. Taste it's got of too much Why estrogen Why would you eat it? something that doesn't taste of anything? Oh my gosh. Okay, let's talk about something that you can't uh, <laughs> screw up. Let's talk about something that you actually do know a lot about. Uh, again, I'm not sure how this is a priority in the province of Ontario, but the province has passed its ticket sales law, which essentially bans... Scalper bots. Not sure. Again, like going to a concert is not a right. It is not a human right. It is not. It's a great time, but we don't really need the government to get involved. The ticket industry, of course, warning that some parts of the legislation could actually put fans at a disadvantage. Um, Like a site like uh, StubHub said, you know, this could have consequences. Andy, this is your area. Oh, my God. I read the StubHub press release. I didn't what, understand. I felt I felt it, it was, was very such, confusing. Here's, here's, the, here's the reality of life. You know, I worked for Elton John's record company for years. I toured with him. I know how you put a show together. It's, it's really quite simple. There's a bunch of costs to putting on any show, mm-hmm. be it a Rolling Stones or a Justin Bieber show. And as people, the reason the costs go up is because it used to be just put some flashy lights and some pyro and we'd all go, oh, wasn't that great? Now we demand lasers and we demand light. The costs go up. And out of that is a set price that the promoter and the artist will make. 
So if that ticket sells for two hundred dollars, everybody has made their profit.、Mm-hmm. If you now sell that ticket for a thousand dollars, that is ripping off the artist. It's ripping off the business, and this is the best piece of legislation oh, I have really? seen. Oh, really? Oh, without a doubt. Really? Okay, Kevin. <clears throat> Look, I admit I don't have the same experience Andy does. Obviously,、um, uh, I just don't understand the value chain well enough to understand how you can actually protect it.、Um, How do you ensure that 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 secondary market, that we call it a black market, I mean, how can you possibly regulate against it? And I get the well-meaningness of the government, but、uh, it's almost like trying to mandate. I mean, it's, it's clearly to a certain extent price fixing.、Uh, I don't totally understand why it is we can't just have our artists, because I don't. Again, I admit my ignorance off the top. Why can't our artists say do a direct sale, do a direct sale, or demand that the 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 ticket seller? I guess you have to be a big enough artist to have enough power to te- to tell the pr- the promoter to dedicate certain number of blocks of tickets at certain price ranges or something. Well, Metallica, I mean, some very big acts, Pearl Jam. They, these these groups have stepped up and taken on like the the ticket masters and the big ticket groups. I get it, and、ticket、I get that. That's not the problem. No, no, they're not. But the problem is everyday people can't get tickets because these robots come in and purchase all the good seats and leaving nothing for the rest. Which is stuff. Which is stuff. Well, okay, but again. They'll find a different way to do this. So if you stop the market or meddle with the market, as we've seen this government do so many times, they will end up creating another problem. Okay, but you've got to come up with, and this, this is this is a PC thing. Okay, let's criticize but not come up with a solution. I don't. I don't need a solution. It's yeah, not yes, a priority have, to me. I need this, actually. I need beds in about, hospitals. That's what I need. I need senior care. I don't have the right to go to a concert, Andy. Okay, you don't need a right to go to a concert, but I think a business. I think the average person would like to go to a concert. A Stage show, a Morris dance. I don't care. Without somebody coming along with mafia-style tactics and saying, we use a series of robots to cheat you and you out of the ability to buy a ticket. Not that's one. That's one issue right there. Just the ability to buy a ticket, and then we will triple the price of it. Well, well you, there's got to be would, something would, would, immoral would you, about would you, that. Would you extend this type of thinking towards? Uh, limiting prices for things like leaf tickets, which are beyond reach for the average family, for example. Then I, I think, well, whatever the organization decides to sell it for, be it the leafs, be it the Argos, be it Live Nation tours, they say, "Here's a ticket price. We know we can get it. We know we can make money out of it." But for a third party to come on the outside and say, "No, we're going to take much more than anybody else makes." Through the use of cheating, it's cheating using those robots. Right, but I have a, a choice to go that route or not. I Why mean, am I, I sounding like I mean, an angry old and man? And here's the thing: <laughs> the artists don't seem to have a problem with it because they're selling tickets. They、regardless. have an immense problem with well, it. Well, they have, other than stepping up about ten, fifteen years ago with with Ticketmaster with a totally different issue. They've not said anything about the bots. But there's not much they can say because they could buy their own bots, create their own bots, and they could control them. Oh, so now、themselves. we're going to have battle of the bots. That's so, I, so I'm just not clear on how it'll solve the problem because if you've got a whoever it is, Taylor Swift comes to town and there's whatever ten thousand tickets on the market, but there's a hundred thousand people who want those tickets. That secondary market is just going to exist no matter what we try to put in place. It will always exist. It existed back in the '70s when I was on、It's、the、like、road. It's like the pot thing. Yeah, I, you can it, you can create your own pot market. The black market's still going to be mean, better Stub, than what、Stub、you create. StubHub in their press release said seventy five percent of the tickets never make it to sales. That is a the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. On that note, gentlemen, <laughs> Kevin Godet, thank you. Andy Stinton, thank you.